Thank you, Elias, very much for leading us uh, so far in the worship service. Thank you so much for leading us in that way. Yeah, we're in, um, well, when this all Corona stuff happened, we kind of exited out for a moment from Job. Uh, at some point, we'll, we'll, try to, we'll come back into Job and uh, finish up Job. The moon and the stars, 
which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you care for him? Yet you made him a little lower than the heavenly beings. The Lord says this is God. And crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, and beasts of the field, the birds of the heaven, the fish of the sea, whatever, whatever passes along the path of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. O Lord, O Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. I am by no means a Greek scholar, but here it says it's the personal name of God, Yahweh or Adonai. The personal name of God and then God, our Master and Lord. How majestic is your name in all the earth. That's why I think I was saying in the introduction, wow, doesn't that bring me great joy? That God is a personal God. He's our master and Lord, and he has set his glory above the heavens. Does it bring you joy that God is that awesome? Well, I guess that depends on how you view God and how you view me as a servant or something. Because if God is that awesome, well, then if you are not God, then you would have to be a servant because he is the master. His glory is above the heavens. I like one. I like one commentary who says, "It's like there's not enough room on earth for God to display His glory. He needs the whole universe to show His glory." How does that bring you joy? And then I was going to do this with the star. But let's keep reading. The next verse says, Out of mouth of babes and infants, you have established strength because of your foes. To still the enemy and the avenger. And then we have Jesus quoting this passage. And so the next slide. Jesus is, is in the temple. And the blind man, the blind and the lame came to the temple. He healed them. But when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful and the children crying out in the temple, Hosanna, son of David. They were indignant. And they said, Do you hear what they're saying? And Jesus said to them, Have you never read how the mouth of infants and nursing babies have, have you have prepared prayer? Jesus is saying, What's fulfilled and fulfilled here is what the psalmist is saying. That Jesus stills his foes by saying, no, 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 God has already prepared for him. You might not want to praise him, but these children and infants will. The children and infants also uh, just, uh, talks about also the weak, the weak will. 
So God gets glory from the children, the weak. And we read so many times in the Bible that it's not the powerful. It's a, the second, it's the youngest son. It's the second son. It's the person that we didn't think God was going to use, that he would use. And then the next slide. Paul says in 1 Corinthians uh, 1, 26 31, he says, For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise, according to what is the word of the Not many of you were powerful. Not many of you were words of noble purpose. But God shows what is foolish in the world to shame the world. God shows what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God shows what is low and despised in the world. And even things that are not to bring to nothing things that So that no human might boast in the person of God. You don't have to have great value in the eyes of the world for God to have great value in you. Let's continue with the next slide. We'll read from, from uh, verse 3. When I look at your hands, the worth of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place. What is man that you are mindful of? And the son of man that you care for? Maybe we can think about David. He's, uh, he's maybe out doing, uh, doing his sheep, <laughs> or watching his sheep. And he's seen what I saw. He saw stars above stars. He looks at the heavens that God has made. And he thinks rightly that God is so awesome and so great and that he is very strong. And it's such a good thing. It doesn't mean that we don't have value. But it means that God is so great and awesome. And we're not doing such a good thing. And then he wonders like, God, if you're so awesome, then why would you even care for me? Why would you know all the amount of hair on my head? Why would you even knit me together in my mother's womb? And back to Job, he kind of complimented about this cut and said, Why are you so focused on me? It was kind of a negative sense. But, um, so, God, why would you make us, and why would you care for us when you're so awesome? We take this one. And this one we read. This verse we have to sit in. And I would like you, I would like you to sit in it and feel it and and embrace it. Don't let your mind escape from it. If you have a tendency that we you will try to dismiss this. But we have to sit in this verse. Did you anything a bit lower than the heavenly and crowned him with glory and honor? This is how man was created. Just a bit lower than the heavenly being. Crowned with glory and honor. This man goes towards uh, what royalty was. What does that say about you? What 
we don't need more subconscious. It's content. We don't need that you have to make up um, your own meaning. You don't have to think you have to make up your own truth in your own A true freedom is to see and believe that God has created man in his image. All men. We never have to invent some reason why people have boundaries. Some commentator says that, I need to take the next slide, but this is a com this is part of the verse is kind of like a commentary on creation. You see the works of his hands and then you see how he creates and, and God says from Genesis the one twenty-six and twenty-eight. And God said, Let let us make man in our own image and after our own life. Let them have dominion over the fish and the sea and the birds of the heavens and the livestock and all over the earth. Every creepy thing on earth. So, so God created man in his own image. And in his own image God created. Male and female created. And God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful and multiple. Fill her, subdue it, have dominion over it, for the fish and the sea, for the birds of the heavens, for every living thing that moves on When you read how God makes us in his image, the weird image bears of who he is. Who he is, we are not perfected that way, but we have some of those attributes that he has. He crowns us with glory and honor, this echo of royalty. When is the last time you've seen yourself like that? This is how we're this, this is where we're going to sit in that mess. Think about it. Don't escape it. I can find many verses that says something that we're going to come to later, but when is the last time that you're believing that you have immense value and worth because God Made you in his image. Crowns, glory, and honor. Echoes of being royals. That is true about you. It's true about every person. From every tribe, from every tongue. We're all made in the same image of God. That is why people don't have to find their own value or know it's given because of the way we are created. Everyone is valued and worth, and we should be treat each other in that way. It says a lot about how God sees man, but it says a lot about our monster. Generous, kind. And God is not a God who's out to get you. God is not like, 
one of the false Greek gods that are just ready for you to mess up so he can smash you with a lightning. He's not a guy that some people will say, like, he said he was a back back left, and if you do something wrong, he'll burn you to death. That's not the God of, that's not the God of who God is. Look, he said, see how he's created. He's created man in his image. God is so You have given dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep, oxen, and the beasts of the field, the birds of the heaven, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes along. God gives value and worth, and he gives us a job. A lot of people in the world are looking to try and answers, to try to find answers. Do I have value? Do I have worth? Does my life have any meaning? You say today, at least in the Western culture, they we have some underlying narrative that says, one of them says, you won't have value if you produce something. If you are good for society, you have value. If you don't, you don't have value. Then you just take up space. It's a production. There's another narrative that says, you have to find meaning inside of yourself. You have to create your own identity. You have to basically believe in yourself. You have to have more self-esteem. You have to be true to yourself. Don't let anyone tell you anything. Be free. There is no God. There is no truth. You have to make up your own truth because there's no absolute truth. The only way you think, what you think is true is the only thing that's true. Maybe you've heard that statement many times. The statement is also strange because it, it, it defeats itself. The statement has no absolute truth. It defeats itself because the statement would have to be true. But if that's true, then there's absolute truth. So it can't be. The statement can't be true. Do everything yourself to the full. Just be yourself. There's six billion people in the world. Just be yourself. Do that to the full. It's a grand illusion. It takes no account that there's actually evil. God and evil have been taken away from the Western man. We excuse evil by all sorts of things. Well, it must have been their parents. It must have been this. It must have been this. It must have been this. But we have to. Because if God is not there, there's no evil. Everything relies on us. And we are comfortable. We call it evil. 
take no brain surgeons or rocket scientists to see that there's evil in the world. But a lot of humans are just really uncomfortable with it. Because it, it confronts us. But we were out playing, and I don't know, you've seen even that some of the, I don't know, many different TV channels, but now we have, we have uh, investigative journalists and history um, people that look back into people we would say are wicked people, wicked evil people. And they're like, well, maybe it was just because he had a bad childhood. Or maybe it was just because he had like some diagnosis. Okay, so we just, we, I mean, uh, these are so easy to blame. Okay, what does the world look like if half the headline and Stalin gets their way? Oh, but that's just because they had a bad child. No, that's evil. It's a grand illusion to say to people, just do what, just find your own truth. Well, Hitler's truth and Stalin's truth and lots of other people that you know, none of us will suspect that. How did I end up here? When I just said in the beginning, the joy of God is so beautiful. This crown does destroy, you know. Because that image is broken. Evil are broken. Evil is real. You, me, all of us have capacity to do great evil. Even to the people we love. Who kills people the most? The people that are closest to one. We're uncomfortable with this. We're very uncomfortable with us, all people being able to do all sorts of evils. We try to explain it away. Explanations just don't go away because if the system is evil, who made the system?
we drawing that rebellion with Adam and Eve against him. I think just the, the broad out commentary, I can't remember his name, but it has super great point that in this rebellion and in our fall, we lose our orientation. Because when we work with God, we are created to see everything from God's eyes. But in the fall, when we want to be God, everything is about me. Six billion people yelling, it's about me. We cannot see things rightly. We break the image of God. But the main question is, main question is, but did we lose our value and worth in God's eyes? What happened to that value for us? It's still the same. God still made us this way. We messed it up and broke it. It's where God chose to create us that way. But we fell and we need Jesus to restore us, restore that image. We need to be reconciled to God as we read earlier. Restore in our brokenness because in Christ and when God created us, He crowned us with glory and honor and meaning and value and identity. And in Christ we can be adopted into God's family and have a great new identity as God's children. Not just crowned with glory, but adopted to God's family. Identity is never something we face. Something Paul, you're right. Who would you like to? The Corinthians. And what I want to focus on is the last one that I didn't put on the first time. And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to you wisdom from God. Righteousness, sanctification, redemption. So that is written, let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. Jesus is the one who can restore the God, who can restore the broken image. He's the one true Son of Man who comes, and He's the one that God puts not just the planet and everything, but both in heaven and on earth. Jesus rules over all of them. In the next slide, so Jesus said to him, this is when he sent people off, and Jesus said to them, all of us in heaven and earth has been given to me, not just on earth, but in heaven over all spiritual. Now I'm just going to invite you into the gospel. Did you make your own identity? Did you make your own truth? Are you trying to find meaning inside yourself? Are you making yourself kind? It's time to repent. Ask God's forgiveness of your rebellions against Him. Pray. Believe that Jesus is the forgiveness of a man. God in the flesh, second man of the Trinity, came and made it possible to be reconciled to God to restore that image that you were created. Is washed, redeemed, reconciled us. Believe in Jesus' life, death. Resurrection and coming. You are invited. As we read sometimes Paul saying, We beg you to be reconciled to God. He's been around 
stop being God and let God be God and Jesus be your Lord and Savior. Instead, the more true identity is always given, it is never achieved. Your identity, whether you know Jesus or not, is that you're made in the image of God and you're bound in the world, but you are not God and you are never made to. God can restore the broken image from the Son Jesus. You, whatever that is in right now, with Him. He will give you His Holy Spirit. You can walk with Him in this present life as we wait to the day, the glorious day, Jesus returns and everything is made back into shalom, perfectly, everlasting life with God. And then the last verse, then we rejoice again. O oh Lord, O oh Lord, how majestic is your name in all the world. Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you so much. You are an amazing God. And are we as most of us know we have fallen so far away. So I want to remind I just want to thank you guys for reminding me and us today. That when you created us in your image, it was way more value, worse, and dignity than we ever thought we had. Lord, we apologize, we repent, and ask for your gifts, and we just praise you, Lord God, for providing Jesus, providing for us all we needed to have our image restored and be reconciled to you. Lord, I pray for our people here, and I pray for the city, and I pray for all these people who are struggling so much. Because they're trying to be God. And we can't hear Lord Jesus, I pray you would see the mercy on us when we think about that, about ourselves, about all the people we need. Help us see people of that. All people have value and worth because you made them. Rich, poor, whatever the person I see when I go to, go to work who's on a hard time, who's drinking too much in the street, that guy who drives a past in a big car, that guy who just had a really hard time, a person who's who I would judge. Lord Jesus, raise up in us a high view of who you are, that we might glorify and honor you by glorifying you and treating other people as you have treated us. Father, just pray that you move among us and we will understand this in a day by day thing that you will grow us, heal us, restore us. Help us to rejoice and have a great joy. And you are amazing, wonderful.
to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, the glory, majesty, and amen, and authority for all time, and now forever. Amen. May you go and bring